views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow, everyone. I want to thank you and I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show, Transformation Talk Radio transformationradio.fm, and I am so excited about all of the juiciness that is being created, and and I have to just say to everybody, you know, we kind of sit here at the at the network, and, you know, we, we love all the feedback and information that you guys have been sending us, and we want to thank you, thank you so much, and, you know, just to say, we are speeding things up as fast as we possibly can in this physical plane. And we are asking for guidance to help with the rest of it. That's why today's show is so important. Deborah Engel joining me here today. And I want to give you guys a little background, but before I do, I want to say hi to Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. Are we out of Mercury and retrograde yet? God, I really hope so, but it doesn't (laughs) doesn't seem like it, does it? Oh, boy. I'm telling you, it's funny. You and I just had very similar situations with our technology. And then I tried to open up my Outlook, and I couldn't even open it up. And then a light bulb came on. It's like, wait a minute. Skype and micro and Outlook are owned by Microsoft. Someone needs the so email maybe, bill. Maybe they're not out of Mercury and <laughs> yeah. retrograde. <laughs> yeah. Someone needs the email bill right away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to email the whole the whole gang of them, right? That's what we're going to do. But I want to say hi to Mr. Benny. It's so great to be connecting with you. And Benny, my gosh, the sun is out. The Yay! sun is out. Woo! The sun is out. I want to say the sun came out for my show today with Deborah Engel. I am just so jazzed to be talking with her because, man, I'm telling you, if there's anything that's going to get in the way of accelerated expansiveness and abundance, It's going to be the fear. It's going to be the fear. It's going to be the way that we are showing up and praying for stuff. Now, are we praying for more gloom and doom? You know, are we just absolutely out there every time we open up and say, oh, please, Spirit, please, God, please, whatever it is that you pray to, please stop the death. Are we saying debt? Are we saying I can't afford it? Are we saying, oh, my God, my dream was squashed five years ago. It's never going to happen. Oh, what are we saying? I'm never going to write that book. It's never, I can't even talk about this stuff anymore. I'm going to go crazy here in a minute. But here's the deal. Deb is somebody, and I, 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 I beautifully refer to her as Deb. She is somebody that has something so brilliant, so simple, and yet, it could be so difficult for us 
When we think about the only little prayer you need, the shortest route to a life of joy, abundance, and peace of mind, she is here today. I'm just saying, she is here today to help us not just accelerate the acceleration, but get us into the ease and grace of how this could be. Beyond being the author of this really, really cool book, it's my go-to. As a matter of fact, I've got to get another copy of it. This book is, like, beaten already. But besides being the author of this really cool book, it is filled with nuggets that will change your life. What is, what is the only little prayer you need? Well, I'm going to let Deb talk about it. Deb, it's great to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Thank you so much. It is so good to be here. Let's kick this off. I want to ask you your opinion about something. We have a couple things going on here. And uh, and as I said before, this is a great team of people. I get to show up and chat with you, but behind the scenes, there are a lot of people doing really, really cool work, and they're working hard at it. We have three things happening, and someone asked me this question, my gosh, Pat, can you plan this any better? I mean, you know, why didn't you stretch things out? We have, number one, a crowdfunding campaign we're launching next month uh, so that we can speed up our programming on Transformation Radio. So we have that. We have an initiative for crowdfunding. And, of course, we have the launch of our networks, especially our Psychic Talk Network on a midnight spot. And here we are, and we are no different than anybody else. We get afraid, especially like today. When I'm getting ready to talk to you, and out of nowhere, my outlook decides it is not going to work, but it's going to work right now. So what do you think about the theme, Accelerated Expansiveness and Abundance? Oh, I I think it's phenomenal, and I think it is so timely. I think there's no accident, you know, that Ah. you came up with that particular theme, because I think we can feel that. You know, I think if we're, for anybody who's kind of sensitive and aware and tune in, you know, to some of those inner feelings or collective feelings. Boy, you can just tell there's so much electricity out there, you know, in in the world. And a lot of it is very fear-based. But the part of it that's really coming from love, from spirit, from the higher self, man, it just wants to go. <laughs> yeah, and grow and explode. Yeah, yep. So I think what you're describing is something that I've been seeing in a lot of people. It's like they're ready. You know, maybe they've been preparing for a while or they've had these ideas stirring and now it's like let's do it let's go let's just get it done even though the fear is still there they are using tools like the prayer to really heal that so that they can just keep making progress because that's what we all need so much yeah yeah probably more than ever yeah and you know it's really interesting because i was listening to somebody uh you sent me an uh, an email and and told me to listen go listen to her video and i was listening to her video about this year and she was talking about this is the year of intuition and imagination but it's also a completion year and what she was saying is you know have no fear this is the completion year and i love mm. that have yeah, no fear this is the completion year yeah. And I, isn't it interesting that as I'm talking with her and I'm saying that to her, right, I put fear and completion together. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to that about what you've discovered about the absolute energy, the stopping energy that fear brings to the forefront for so many people, Deb? Absolutely. Yeah, it's such a great question. 
fear, as I was writing The Only Little Prayer You Need, actually when that prayer showed up in my life a couple of years ago, it just struck me that fear is the thing. You know, that's the thing that stands in the way of everything that we want to create, everything that we want to express, every, you know, the best parts of who we are. It's always fear, and fear can look a zillion different ways, but it all comes back to just that fear of, am I good enough? Do I deserve to be here? Who do I think I am? Am I lovable? All of those basic fears that we all share because we're just all human beings and we're wired with that part of our minds that asks those questions and holds that fear, we all have it. So, But I don't think we have been very aware until more recently about the power of that fear, about how pervasive it is and about how powerful it is in really stopping us not only from doing the things that we want to do, but just from being who we are, you know, from sharing the most basic, wonderful, loving parts of ourselves with other people. So, you know, I write in the book that if we kind of take it down to the root of it, it basically comes down to we all have an ego mind and we all have a higher self mind. The higher self mind remembers that we're children of God, that we came from spirit, that we are spirit. And it doesn't have to prove itself. It doesn't have to try to accomplish anything to prove its worth. It just is. It's that beautiful, loving nature, that light that we are. But the ego mind that we also all have, that's the part of our minds that asks all of those questions, like, am I enough? I'll never be lovable. I'll never be successful. And so when we you know, start to live and express and create from that higher self-mind, that ego mind is just right there to get in our way and to wave its hands in our faces and to say, no, don't start that network. No, don't do that crowdfunding campaign. You know, <laughs> you might you might learn something. <laughs> you might grow. You might be successful. You might make a difference. And the ego, as much as it's scared of everything, it really just wants everything kind of to stay the same. That's why it so often gets in the way of our moving forward, you know, getting into a relationship that could be loving getting out of a relationship that's not loving, creating, starting a business, writing that book, whatever it is that would be growthful and energizing and would really be what we came here to do, that ego is right there to say, no, don't do it. And unfortunately, in the past, we have really listened to it. We've let it control us. And now I think we're recognizing, oh, look, we don't have to do that anymore. We can acknowledge it, yeah, but we can keep moving forward because that's, that's how the world is going to change. I love what you write in the book. I mean, you li- you write in the book, and for those of you just tuning in, you know, Deb Engel joining me here today, love this book, you know, The Only Little Prayer You Need, and it really is. And I have, you know, for me, I get to read a lot of books, thousands of them, but what if this were exactly like Deb says, the shortest route to a life of joy, abundance, and peace of mind? When we come back, we're going to talk about how the world feeds our egos with fear, how it does it, and we don't even know it's happening. How many times have you been out in the world and you might be thinking or saying things that are absolutely convincing you that you're not going to be able to do something or that this is for somebody else and not for you. So let's take a short break and we come back. We're going to talk about how we can feed, as Deb would say, our higher selves in this world. How do we do that? But 
how do we learn a different way to do that? So much said here. We're getting ready to handle more than you can even imagine in this show. And I want to say, if you've got a fear out there today and you want to hear how this prayer can work with you, for you, 1-800-930-2819, let's invite all of our listeners that want to get past and learn a fear, a fear-based prayer, or a unfearless-based prayer that can help you shift your life, 1-800-930-2819. Get ready for the only, the only little prayer you'll need. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. The 24th Annual WOW Conference, United We Change the World, is February 11th through the 15th. Featured guests are Dr. Christine Page on Creative Dragon Energy. Dr. Susan Shumsky will show you how to awaken your third eye. And Mira Kelly will present a two-day intensive workshop on Beyond Past Lives. Join WOW for intimate, experiential, life-changing workshops and evening presentations that will inspire you. You can choose two half-day workshops and receive one half-day workshop for free through December 31st. Join a supportive community of women on their journey to discover and develop their passions and purpose in life. Women of Wisdom is the place to be. This February 11th through the 15th, go to thewowconference.org. That's the www.conference.org to discover all the diverse offerings WOW has to offer you. A morning filled with dynamic, inspirational music, spirituality, and uplifting messages by T.J. Woodward. Come and connect with community conversations and awaken your senses. Awakened Living Sundays with T.J. Woodward. Join T.J. every Sunday in the San Francisco Bay Area Chapel at Fort Mason and live streaming online 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time. To learn more and access the live stream, visit www.awakenedlivingsf.org. Awaken to your radiant, authentic self. For over 15 years, Soul Purpose Advocate Nancy Monson has been focused on leading change in the lives of those looking to live their true purpose. She is devoted to supporting people and living a soul-directed life every day. Let Nancy help you overcome fear, worry, and doubt. Visit EverydaySpirituality.com to learn how Nancy can be your Soul Purpose Advocate. 
The doctor is in. Tune in to the hit show, The Psychic Love Doctor, with host Deborah Lee. Deborah's life affirming, highly perceptive reading method has taught Deborah how to zero in on specific problems with relationships, career pursuits, and current roadblocks to success and happiness. Join Deborah Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and for a special broadcast the second Thursday of every month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Everybody, this is so exciting. As I said before, look it, we're starting the year out. Do we want to start it out in fear or do we want to start it out in faith? Do we want to take something out into the world for each and every one of us that gives us the ease and grace? You know, accelerated expansiveness, you know, in abundance, this is really about accelerated goodness for each and every one of us and for the world. And, you know, sometimes we wake up and we think to ourselves, wait a minute, you know, that's that Pat over there. You know, that's her and the show and Benny and the hosts. And But you know what? I'm just this person sitting over here. And that's why we have Deborah Engel here today. The only little prayer you need. The shortest route to a life of joy, abundance, and peace of mind. Why? Because it works. Deb, thank you so much for joining us here today. You know, I want to ask you about not just our theme, but I want to ask you about our idea to make sure that positivity rules, that it it is something that comes across the airwaves and is available for other people. What do you think of our theme this year, and how does it tie into your work? Well, the uh, you're talking about the theme of accelerated yeah. goodness? Yes. Yes, yep. I think it's perfect because, you know, I think there, boy, if you just pay attention even for an hour or for a day to all of the negative messages that are coming up in our lives through the media, through family members, through friends, you know, through everything. We are bombarded. We're saturated by negative messages. And I think that's part of recognizing the fear, becoming aware of the fear. It's just um, really becoming more mindful and paying attention to those messages that don't serve us, that are really coming from from a very negative, dark place. So I think the acceleration of goodness, you've got two really positive, energetically strong words there, acceleration and goodness. And putting those two together, I think just are so powerful in helping people focus on something that they can do. It's like 
you know, saying the acceleration of goodness really acknowledges that the goodness already exists. We don't have to go out and create it. We don't have to generate it. We don't have to find it somewhere. We just have to accelerate it because it's all around us. And all we have to do is really put our focus on it, see it, and say, more, please. (laughs) We just want more of that. Send more of that out into the world and help us create it. Well, and then the other part of this, too, that I want to talk about is this idea of mindfulness. And let's talk about that because, you know, you are now like, um, you know, you're traveling, you're working with people all over the globe and you're growing yourself. Tell us about mindfulness, because I know that the minute I picked up your book, right, the only the only little prayer you need, the minute I picked it up and I read it, and then you and I talked, I was shocked at how I became changed just from reading it, right? You know, one of the things you say, and this is really tied into, you know, uh, looking at where you are today, Deb, after writing the book, majority of fear-based thoughts can be traced back to guilt, shame, and self-judgment, all of which close close us off from most unique and vibrant parts of ourselves. And I, I call that goodness. Can you tell us about what we have or what you've discovered here since the last time we talked and, and what mindfulness can do to help us shift energetically and consciously? Right. Well, I think there's so much focus, more focus on mindfulness today. Like fear, mindfulness is a word that I just hear people use more and more. And I think a lot of times people think about mindfulness in terms of mindful activities, from sitting down to meditate, going for a walk, um, journaling, being in a contemplative space, all of which, all of those things are so important. But I think often mindfulness, we talk about it without a direct connection to spirit. It's, um, you know, a lot of people, for instance, when they talk about meditation, it's simply going into that space where you let go of all of the chatter of your mind, and you go to a deeper place inside yourself. And that's beautiful and powerful, and I totally support that. But what if, you know, you sat down to meditate, and your mantra was, please heal my fear-based thoughts. And every time another bit of mind chatter came up, you asked, please heal my fear-based thoughts, so that you were directly engaging spirit into your meditative activity and into your mindfulness. Just think of how powerful that would be. I think that's the part that, for me, was so important as I was writing the book. You know, I've worked with um, spiritual teachings. I've developed spiritual courses really for years. And it was shocking to me when I heard the prayer for the first time, when it showed up in my mind, and I started writing about it. It was shocking how much I I had forgotten about the Holy Spirit, about Spirit being part of this. It was like I was trying to make myself mindful, quiet my mind, um, do it all myself. And I realized that's actually an ego activity. That's not a higher self activity. So the mindfulness, I think what this prayer does is that it is kind of like an intersection between the mindfulness that we can create for ourselves and what's possible for us when we engage and invite spirit into that equation too. Right. You know, so let's talk about this idea of in, inviting spirit into the equation and the prayer and, and what you've learned about how to use it. You know, for many folks, it's kind of like, and Deb, I don't, I don't know how to explain this, and maybe you can do this. We are kind of looking at 
things that are showing up this year. And we're just very early into the year, you know, with this being the first day of the love month. And we are into this, right? But the question Mm -hmm. I guess I have is already we are seeing things come to either a form of completion that we've spent months, if not years with, or a solution that we didn't think about. How can the prayer help us with a new level of awareness? And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't know about you, but I know that when I get into fear, it is blocking my creativity, my intuition, my imagination, and my intention. It just literally stops it. So how can we help people, you know, with the prayer to start to clear some of the sludge out? Right. Well, I think as you ask that question, a particular person that I know comes to mind, this is a young woman who I've known for a number of years. She's very dynamic, very talented, and she is launching a new online business that she's been working on for probably more than a year now. So she's been developing a lot of content and, you know, doing the website, doing all, putting all of the pieces together. Mm-hmm. But she still is bumping up against the sphere. She's moved through a lot of it, and she's used the prayer constantly during this process. Mm-hmm. But now she's really at that point of completion where basically she's got it all set up. She just has to press the button and launch it, and boom, there's that ego right there saying, oh, let's go do something else. You know, let's go take a trip. Let's um, get a new client. Let's take a walk. Let's do anything. So let's not start that business because the ego is so threatened by it. So the moment of completion sometimes can be when the biggest fears come up, when the ego gets the loudest and the most insistent, because it's really the time when there is no turning back. Once she starts that business, she's going to be on this roller coaster ride of growth and, you know, talk about accelerating goodness. That's what she's going to be doing for herself and for a lot of other people. And so that fear is very present for her right now. The thing is that just using the prayer consistently really is the thing that can help heal that. And it's it seems like it's just too simple, like we should be doing more, right. you know, using it differently somehow. Right. But in her case, it's just so powerful for her to say, please heal my fear-based thoughts about starting this company so that I can come to the point of completion and I can move forward in all of my power and for the good of all. Something like that that just acknowledges acknowledges her fear and what's standing in her way, but then also acknowledges what it is that she's moving into and affirms all that she can be. And doing that, just using that prayer, using it consistently, doing some different variations on it, that helps her to get into a new space in the moment where she can take whatever the next step is that she needs to do. But it also just kind of clears clears out all the old toxic stuff. You know, some of the fears that we carry with us go back into childhood. They may even go back into former lifetimes. We don't necessarily know, but they can be very, very deeply rooted. So if we're doing something big, that's where a lot of that entrenched fear can come up, and all of a sudden we're confronted with it, think that it has a lot of power, but that prayer truly can just start healing and clearing it away, you know, cleaning the windshield so that we can see things again and opening up a path for us to keep going forward. 
Wow. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I've got some messages from people that are sending them in here, and I want to get them so that Deb can show you how the prayer works exactly for your specific for specific request. And we're going to talk about, you know, what does it mean to really step forth and have a prayer like we're talking about here from Deb Angle, have a prayer that allows our dream to flourish, to grow. What is it that we can do to know that we can be proactive about the only prayer, the only little prayer you need? And what do I mean by proactive? Wow, boy, when we come back, do you want to wait till the you-know-what hits the fan or do you want to prevent it? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Radio. Find Your Shine with Kelly is the show that celebrates what makes you, you. Join co-hosts Kelly Wadler and Dr. Pat Basili as they break down how to brilliantly fuel and move your body and love what makes you shine. Kelly is a professional arts and wellness coach dedicated to helping brilliant women find their confidence, energy, self-love, and shine. Tune in to Shine On Radio with Kelly and find your shine on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat, joined here by Dr. Nusheen Darvish. Dr. Pat Basili and Dr. Nusheen Darvish will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. I'm so excited to be talking about this. We have so much to share. Dr. Darvish and I are planning to do is connect the dots. People suffering with all sorts of chronic diseases, it's time. It is time for them to transform. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio and and help keep our mission strong. For the loyal listeners out there that have been listening to this incredible show on Lyme disease, we are not going to let you down. We're going to come through stronger and enrich the platform for Lyme disease awareness through Lyme Talk Radio. The message will continue. The conversations will become stronger and the healing epic. Has asthma or allergies got you singing the raspy blues? Allergy and Asthma Networks is the nation's premier nonprofit patient-centered network of doctors, caregivers, patients, and healthcare professionals who are dedicated to ending death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions. Join President and CEO Tanya Winders each month on the Dr. Pat Show to learn more and visit AllergyAsthmaNetwork.org today. Breathe better together with Allergy and Asthma Network. Have you been seeing numbers like 111 and 222 everywhere you go? Do you feel that the universe may be trying to get your attention, perhaps offering a message of some sort? As it turns out, numerical patterns and certain types of geometry form the very fabric of our reality, from cells under a microscope to the astronomy of our night sky. At Stellar Reflections, we offer special sessions which tap into these patterns, designed specifically to support you on your journey. The 111 and 222 activations are sessions activating new patterns in your energy field, which in turn can help you create new patterns in your life. After just one session with a practitioner, either in person or via distance, clients report gaining greater clarity, becoming more intuitive, and honoring their inner truth as they move forward in their lives. 
curious about what these transformational sessions might do for you? Call 425-999-9836 or visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. What are vibes? We often use this word, but did you know vibes can actually be useful and help solve our everyday challenges? Embark on an exciting learning journey with Caitlin Keat, 11-time Visionary Award winner, specialist in vibrational energy, and the creator of Vibes Up. Join Caitlin as she takes you through the world of vibrational therapy and energy healing with natural solutions for a modern world. Visit VibesUp.com to learn more today. so beautiful Benny thank you so much um for those of you out there is there something that you'd like to have a little healing from right now if you want to call in and work with Deb directly on this 1-800-930-2819 1-800-930-2819 for those of you out there that have been sending us messages go to the drpatshow.com you can ask a question there that's the other way to do it or Transformation Talk Radio and ask your question there. Uh, Deb, before we go into some of the questions and feedback that's coming in here, I would love for people to know how to find out more about you, how to get a copy of your book, all of the above, if you would. Sure, absolutely. My website is very easy. It's DebraEngel.com. So that's D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com. And you can go there to find upcoming events, some blog posts, information about publishing programs, because I work with writers who want to publish books, and I've got a, a great new program coming up about that. Um, I've got Sign a program. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I will send you the link. But if you Thank go you. to the, yeah, go to the website. Um, I do have something special coming up that you'll find in the events. It's called 40 Days to Fearlessness, and it fits so directly into what you're talking about, where so many people are feeling this energy of 2016 and, you know, started this year with excitement and enthusiasm. Now the fear is starting to creep in. So this 40-day program is designed to give you a positive message every single day to really change your mindset for good and to go from self-doubt to success-focused. In 40 days, it starts this Thursday. So if anybody out there wants to participate, I would really encourage you to do that. Just go to DebraEngel.com, check under events, and you'll see the link to it. Wow, I love it. Now, Deb, here we've got a bunch of questions, and I'm going to summarize them all for all of you that have sent these in real quick. But I love what people are saying. So one of the one of the themes seems to be, you know, hey, Deb, hey, Dr. Pat, love the theme, accelerated goodness, accelerated expansiveness, love the theme, abundance. But, you know, here's the story. You know, how am I going to stay in this flow of acceleration, right? And, you know, and and be in this place when I'm not seeing the results getting done. Right. Accelerated, accelerated. But how, how do I do this? How do I go into that place of acceleration yet be patient and knowing that it will right. get done? Isn't that good? Yeah. Oh. I love 
Love, love that, that question. Love <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's such a key key question, and it really goes back to that idea that we all our egos operate on one schedule in this whole time space continuum. You know, we've got our calendars and our outlook programs and our schedules. The you know the year long wall calendars to plan out the entire year. We know what we want to accomplish and how we want to get it done, and we've got a schedule attached to it. But those are very much ego, often fear-driven activities. It's like, this is what I want, and I've got to have it now. Where the higher self is operating, it wants those same things, too. You know, if, we're, if this is a deep desire that we hold, then it's definitely from the higher self, if it's something that comes from love and from goodness. But the higher self knows that there's a different schedule, and that is the spiritual schedule that operates on divine timing when things happen exactly at the right moment and not a second too soon. So while our egos are pushing and pushing and driving and scheduling and setting all of these goals, the higher self is just very quietly standing by, ready to receive the information and the guidance that can accelerate the goodness, but do it easily and without all of that push. One of my best examples of this is a woman, again, that I've known for a few years, who I just just adore watching her move through life, because she just recently, at the end of December, resigned from her, her job as a public defender. She had worked as a, in law for many years. She was named Public Defender of the Year last year, so she was very good at her job. But probably about two or three years ago, she just became very aware because she checked in with her her spiritual guidance. She realized that the law didn't fit her anymore, and she really wanted to start writing, to start teaching yoga, and maybe move into some other uh, career changes as well. So she started laying the groundwork for that, and very methodically and very patiently just kept taking steps. Well, in December, it was time for her to quit her job. She's got a yoga practice started. She's starting to take um, massage therapy classes so that she can become a massage therapist. Now, some people might look at that and say, well, why didn't she do it three years ago? But she knew that her schedule was not God's schedule, was not spirit's schedule. So what she did was a combination of patience and perseverance. And I think those two things are the key. But she she kept taking the steps forward. She didn't let herself get distracted. She didn't let the fears come up and say, well, this is never going to work. Maybe you ought to just stick with your job. Maybe you ought to check something else out. She paid very close attention to what she wanted, what she felt called to, and what felt right to her. She took the steps, and then she let it unfold. So actually, in a very short time, really, her life is completely different than it was just even a few months ago. But it's because instead of trying to make it all happen according to her ego's agenda, she, she worked with spirit. And I've seen that in so many people. It's, um, it's amazing when we allow that spiritual schedule to unfold, what can happen. One of my favorite quotes from a long-term mentor of mine was, patience is the ability to witness divine timing and to do something else in the meantime. <sighs> so, and I just love that because, you know, this is really not about our being in charge, being in control, trying to advance our agenda. This is about us consciously and intentionally working with spirit. And I have one more really quick little yeah, story please. that I think speaks to please. this. I love this. This is a, an email that I got um, from a woman who she wrote and she said she has long had 
a pretty contentious relationship with her mom. Her mom apparently is a very negative person. They really haven't been in touch very much because she's not enjoyed talking with her mom. But her mom called a few months ago, and so she started this conversation. Right away, as usual, her mom started trashing other people, and the woman who was writing the email just didn't want to participate in this conversation. So she silently, as her mom was talking, she asked for her fear-based thoughts to be healed. And she said she said the prayer twice, and all of a sudden her mom took a whole different turn in the conversation. She started talking about more positive things. She started having a whole different attitude. And mind you, the woman who sent me this email, she hadn't said anything to her mom at all. She had only said the prayer silently, but it invited Spirit to come in, not only to heal her fears about this, but to open up a space where her mom could be healed and changed. They ended up having an hour-long conversation. She said it was the best conversation they've had in years, and she knows it was directly attributed to the prayer. So I think it's a great example of how quickly things can change, you know, to to totally change somebody's attitude right in the middle of the conversation without them even knowing about the prayer. That shows how quickly things can happen when we open up and we are in relationship with Spirit to allow things to happen on that schedule. Yeah, I love it. I mean, this is really when we start to think about this is this is really the go to for whatever it is that's showing up. And right now, let's go ahead and skip our break here because we've got folks calling into the show, Deb. Uh, Mr. Benny, who do we have? We'll take Don calling in from Seattle. Don, welcome to the show. Hey, Don. Hello. Hey, how can we help you? I'd like to introduce you to my friend, Deb. Oh, hi, Deb. Hi. Well, I guess I'm calling. um, uh, I wanted to know more about my mother and my brother. They died a year apart from each other. And I was just wondering how they're doing. Well, yeah, yeah, this is really, it's really interesting that you called in where, you know, this is really where you get to have a prayer about them because it sounds like you're a little bit afraid that they're not doing okay. Is that right, Dawn? Um, I think they would be okay, but I'm just wondering if they're together or, you know, um, how they're feeling and, um, And what I might suggest, yeah, to you is really to ask them. You know, I think that's where this prayer is so powerful, too, because it opens up a new conversation with spirit. When you're asking, you know, first you could ask, please heal my fear-based thoughts about my mom and about my brother and how they're doing so that I can be at peace about them and I can be at peace in myself. So that you can, you know, part of what you might be asking for It's just as if there's some grief there that maybe you haven't dealt with or felt or expressed yet to ask maybe for those fear-based thoughts to be healed and then really to ask for communication with them. Please heal any fear-based thoughts that I might have about communicating directly with my brother and my mom so that I can really feel their presence or have messages, receive messages from them so that I can be assured of how they're doing. Um, Because truly, you know, I wish I were a psychic and I could tell you, or I wish I were a channeler and could be in touch with them for you. I don't really have those abilities that I know of, (laughs) uh, like a lot of people do. But I truly believe that every single one of us has the ability to be in relationship with spirit, with people who have gone on 
with loved ones who are no longer in physical form and asking for your fear-based thoughts about that process to be healed can really make it possible for you to get that information directly. Yeah. And I'd really encourage you to do that. Yeah. I mean, this is really what we're kind of saying. We're now in a new age of mindfulness. You know, we're now in a new age of awareness, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, so let's talk about this for a minute, if we could, Deb, about this idea of accelerated goodness, right? That also means that there is a level that we can step into with our own awareness where the information is going to come to us and we're, and it's almost going to be as if, if, as if we're breathing, right? It's going to be like, wait a minute, I woke up today and all of a sudden I turned on my computer and I emailed somebody I hadn't emailed in 15 years. And if you would ask me why I did that, you know, there is no logical reason, but this is really now what you talk about in the book from this idea of to ask yourself, does this thought make me feel light and free if it, it, or does it make me feel heavy or tired? And I'm going to tell you, I use that question all the time because if it's light, it's right. Where do we go from there? Because if the thought is light and that thought is right, that doesn't mean that we're going to be able to move forward without having fear show up, right? If anything, fear may decide it's going to hang with us for a while. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. And I think what you're saying is so key because more and more people are really stepping into that place of trusting their own intuition and their own guidance. So even when the fears do come up, we can be more available, you know, just more aware to say, oh, look at that. That's just a fear that's interfering right now. It doesn't have to change how I experience this um, God moment that I've just received. It just means that the ego is feeling threatened right now. And I'm going to ask for my fear-based thoughts about that to be healed so that I can be restored to that place of goodness that I was feeling just a few moments ago. It allows us to just go through our lives every day constantly asking, you know, for healing of thoughts, negative thoughts, fear-based thoughts as they come up so that we can more steadily stay in that place of goodness, of light. Yeah, yep. I'm just breathing in the, the higher self spirit and all of the ways that they support us, all of who we are. Mm -hmm. You said something really interesting that I want to just ask you to talk about in a minute. You you use the term fear-based and negative thoughts almost together. And, you know, that is really interesting. Um, Negative thoughts, fear-based thoughts, um, are they the same? Mm -hmm. They really are. Typically, I mean, I think this is something, again, just as an exercise you could do for a few minutes or an hour or however long you wanted to, is just pay attention to the thoughts that show up in your mind. And if they are negative, really take a moment to look at them, to start to see where they come from. So if it's a negative thought about um, a family member, for instance, you know, maybe you're thinking something negative about a sibling. Well, if you really stop and think about what is that thought about, Initially, you're probably going to think, well, that's about, you know, my sister said this 12 years ago, and and I've never forgiven her for it, and she should have known better, that kind of thing. You make it all about the other person. But if you really stop to think where that negative thought is coming from, it really comes back to there's something in me that doesn't feel complete. You know, if I'm still harboring judgment and guilt and anger over something that happened 12 years ago, 
it means that there's something in me that I'm not happy with, not about that other person at all. And that's where I think this prayer is so, so powerful, is that it constantly brings us back into our own space. Because we are in a world where there are always going to be negative fear-based messages, at least, you know, for um, probably as far as we can see into the future. So in our lifetimes, we're always going to have those coming up. But by using the prayer, it allows us to just keep going back inside ourselves and saying, you know, my goal is to be at peace in and of myself, no matter what's going on around me, no matter what negative messages other people are saying, no matter what um, upsets other people are trying to stir up, my only goal is peace. And so I'm going to use this prayer consistently to go back into that place in myself and be reminded that I'm whole and complete and don't need to buy into the negativity, no matter where it's coming from, whether it's me or somebody else. Wow. I'll just, yeah, I'll tell you real quickly, I live in Iowa, and of course tonight are the Iowa caucuses, I'm sure you know, the rest of the world may be very tired about <laughs> of hearing about the Iowa caucuses. I don't know. But it means that for months we have been bombarded by a lot of fear-based campaign messages. And I know, you know, a lot of these are out in other parts of the country as well. But when you're getting 12, 15 phone calls, recorded phone calls from candidates a day leading up to the caucuses yeah. and seeing, you know, probably 50 um, TV messages a day, it's... it's just really wears on you because so much of it is fear-based. And it's been a real exercise to to be able to stand in the presence of that and just keep using the prayer consistently, methodically, steadfastly, and to constantly remember, you know, people may talk about terrorism, they may talk about killing people. I mean, there have been some campaign ads where the candidate has actually said, my goal is to kill people. First time I've ever heard that said in a campaign ad. There's a lot of anger and a lot of fear out there, but this prayer is about being able to stand in the middle of all of it and say, my goal for myself and my gift to the world is to maintain and stay in a place of peace. And that's what the prayer is ultimately does for all of us, no matter what's going on in our lives. Yeah. And let's just kick this back to Don for a minute. Don, are you still okay. with us? Hey, Don, are you there? Uh, okay. She must be listening offline then. Right, we'll she let must her go. be listening. Yep. Well, you know, Deb, this is really, you know, the place where you and I get to say, you know, how does what is the prayer and how can we use it for whatever shows up? Because whether we're afraid of things in the outside world or something as, my gosh, I'm starting a new job or I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to put my child on a bus for the first time in uh, his or her young life. Tell us a bit about what the prayer looks like and how people can become more aware of it and use it as if it were breathing, as if it were like breathing. Right. Well, I talked with a woman just the other day who talked about the fact that she had used the prayer very consistently when her father was in the hospital about a year ago. Um, her father ended up passing away, and they had a few days before he passed to to just be with him and talk with him and and help him make decisions about what he wanted to do. And she said certainly there was so much fear that came up, but she said she used the prayer consistently through that time. And it just took away the worry and the upset so that she was able to really share those days, those final days with her father, in a very beautiful and a very present way. When we talk about mindfulness, I think that's a great example, that she was able 
to be mindful and present with her father instead of, you know, but everyone- worrying about it and checking the computer and doing research to see if there was something else that could be done or, you know, just getting caught up in all of that entanglement of fear that can take us away from the people that we most want to be with. So I thought that was a beautiful example of how, how to use the prayer. Um, certainly I have, I've received so many emails and gotten a lot of questions from people at workshops who are parents of adult children. You mentioned that fear of putting your child on the school bus for the yeah. first time. But even when children grow up, maybe even more so, parents never stop being parents. They never stop loving their kids and wanting so much for them to be happy and safe. But once those kids go off on their own, and you don't have much influence over them anymore, it can be a very fearful thing. So I've heard from a lot of parents of adult kids, especially when they see those kids making decisions that are not very healthy for them. What do they do and how can they use the prayer? I think it's really important to use the prayer in that situation. Something like, please heal my fear-based thoughts about my own value as a parent and allow me to trust spirit and to trust my child so that I can be in a place of peace and be there in support, but also know that I trust that all is well. Something like that, again, establishing, first of all, that you, you acknowledge your own value and that you've done the best that you can in raising that child, but then also knowing that it's not your job to be in control of your children for their whole life. It's really not our job to be in control of anything. Our job is to work with spirit, to listen to those messages and to that guidance, and to follow that, to work with it, trusting that there's a higher order and a higher plan to things, and that sometimes even when things don't turn out the way that we would expect or like or prefer, that still there is healing being done, and that that's serving the highest good. So it can just truly be used for everything, business situations, family situations, um, health situations, just anything that you can think of. Because, again, even though all of those fears look so different, you would think, well, a prayer that works for physical healing wouldn't work for starting a new business. But it does, because it's all about coming back to healing those very basic fears that we all have and that are standing in our way no matter what the situation Wow. You know, there is so very much that you've shared today, Deb, uh, and that the book helps us with. I mean, clearly there's a reason that mine is looking the way it's looking right now, (laughs) because this is something that we can share, whether it's a fear about an illness, whether it's a fear about a job, this can be our go-to. Thank you so much for today. Please give out your website again. And thank you for, for, for being with us here and sharing sharing this amazing prayer. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. The website, again, is DebraEngel.com, D-E-B-R-A-E-N-G-L-E.com. And again, check the um, upcoming events. And also for people who are interested in writing, writing books, there is a new program Um, that I'm introducing for that. So just go to the publishing tab on the website and you'll find a link to that as well. Wow, thank you so much. And for those of you out there, you know, thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Stay tuned for another hour right here on The Dr. Pat Show.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.